Hey guys, this week's episode of Mornings is brought to you by KingSize.life, the official web home of King Size Lifestyle Podcast Network, on which you can find Mornings with King Size. It's me! You can find You Have Failed with Say Invader on Tuesdays. You can find Storm Connect with Ed and Injury and Crunch on Wednesdays. You can find Melodies of Mystery's new trailer that just dropped. It's a debuting show that we're working hard on getting out. Uh, you can find Social Doozy. You can find... Well, a smandering of other things, quite frankly. You can also find my blog. You find my portfolio. You can find a lot of content coming out by various other people quite soon as well. So jump on to kingseyes.life. That's www.kingseyes.life. Or click the link in the description. So click on to there. Have a little bit of fun. See what you get out of it. But for now, enjoy the show. Good morning, come on in, sit down and relax, grab a coffee or tea, you're about to listen to Mornings with King's Eyes, it's me, good morning, hope you're doing alright on this illustrious Monday morning that you're listening to this, let me and the other morning folks know how you're doing by going to the official Discord, which you can find on www.kingseyes.life slash mornings, and there's a Discord bar on which there's an open invite, you can come join us. And you can then discuss with people who are equally interested and or uninterested to listen to me every Monday. If you don't have a Discord account, plan on getting one. Highly recommended. Wonderful. Okay, okay. So, weeks off to a bang. I'm currently sitting here on what is a dreary, dreary morning in Winchester, England. Looking out, the sky is gray, the rain is drizzling down. It's an abysmal morning, quite frankly. Though, I've just sort of consoled myself on uh, a couple eggs and crumpets. I've had a little bit of innocent drink, the red one, which is, I believe, some sort of citrus-based deal. So it was great. Some things to keep me going in the morning, obviously, as you need. So let's just jump right into it. How has my week been? I think my week's been pretty good. Uh, It capped off Wednesday, which was the February the 19th. Came to find out, obviously, last week that the strikes are going. And also we found out, I believe, in the seminar on Tuesday that the key module for a vast majority of us, which is the social media module, is going out into strike as well. Meaning one of the key reasons why I'm even here to begin with is being taken away from me for at least three weeks. Can you imagine just how happy I am about that? Not particularly. And I believe I've expressed as much to anyone that's bothered to ask. So that's great. As a of uh, publishing this, I will have taken a popular music and society quiz, which will be very interesting, obviously. It's delved into things such as, well, anything really, between vinyl and like the wax cylinders, all the way up to Motown and Chuck Berry, and we've even had a thing on Harry Styles, go figure. So it's quite a varied module, and I quite enjoy it. Uh, so that's uh, a thing that's interesting. Last Wednesday... Uh, I had uh, a a bit of an interesting uh, day right there. It was quite a productive day, I gotta say as well. It started off with a presentation that I did for a a module called Media Campaign, where we were supposed to like give a pitch in a golden two minutes for uh, our very own media campaign, essentially. And our campaign uh, is called Don't Be Nuts. It's for learning how to check yourself for testicular cancer. Uh, doing it at home as opposed to going to a doctor. And then we played out a sketch. That was our golden two minutes for the pitch, was playing out a sketch of going to the doctor to have it checked because you didn't know better. 
And I played the doctor in this, and I was... Uh, our sketch played out in a way where I was fondling balls in front of, like, 40 people. Interesting presentation, that. Though, I'm quite proud of it. Not the whole groping of the balls part of the equation, but of how well it was presented, how well it was received, uh, and the fact that throughout the entire thing, I didn't actually have a script. Like, I had ideas in my mind, and I had a Google Doc on which my entire thing I was supposed to say was on there, but I didn't have it in front of me. I spitballed the entire thing, and I think people got the gist of it, and that it was interesting for them to listen to, which obviously is good in any and all scenarios. So that was interesting, and then we jump right over to, we had an interview with the community center at Badger Farm, which is uh, about a 40-minute walk from the uni. Had a bit of an interview there with uh, the uh, head person of the place, uh, because we have this other module, it's called Community Media, on which our project is to try and establish a medium for a local community or otherwise that they could use to thrive on. And come to find out, the Badger Farm were highly interested in actually like having a, they were in genuinely looking for suggestions uh, as to what sort of mediums to put in place and how to improve their social media following and such. And uh, I mean, it is, it is, you can't find a more perfect fit for an assignment than one where you actually have a need and you can actually like put it into good use after the fact. So obviously the Badger Farm Community Center is going to get the report as it comes out from us, which that's in four or five weeks or so in trying to establish, okay, this is probably a good format and formula for you to progress with. So that was an interesting day. Then went straight from that. I also had a little bit of time to play my role as a student ambassador. I'm an international student ambassador for University of Winchester. But yeah, so I was home that Wednesday. I was home at two, which is quite new of me. Uh, sat at home. We worked a little bit on the um, Melodies of Mystery. Actually, we spent the entire evening working on that. And it's going forward. It's going forward, and it's going to be quite an interesting show once it debuts. Like, just off of, uh, we're giving it a narrative approach, as opposed to uh, flat-out discussion and or just speaking to the microphone akin to what I'm doing currently. So that'll be interesting. The trailer debuted, and it got some, you know, some interesting feedback here and there, people being interested. It's got a fair share of listens for it being a ground-up property. So looking very much forward to seeing what comes out of that and how people react to the debut episode, which is going to be on the Zonai tribe. If you don't know about that, I'll delve some more into that on the uh, segment about Nintendo later. But we'll get around to that shortly. So that's been my week, but how's the world's week been? That is an interesting question each and every time I open up this here website. It's roguerocket.com. That's where we get the news from this week, just like any other week on the show, just because it's, it's an independent creator. It's Philip DeFranco. Well, a fellow on YouTube that I'm uh, quite fond of, and I quite enjoy his content. Quite enjoy his website, too. So if you want to look at news where facts and opinion uh, play roles accordingly, you should uh, kick on over to roguerocket.com. Uh, the first story that I'm going to look at from this week about that will be uh, one that is... Uh, it's industry, which would be uh, YouTube and content creation. That's sort of the industry in which this lies. And the headline reads, Ninja sparks conversation about dealing with gaming losses. Ninja, obviously, is the uh, 
widely hailed Twitch streamer that rose to fame over Fortnite and various other things as relates to him. You see him every so often in like Adidas commercials and he's widely sponsored by Red Bull. He, it was big news when he moved from Twitch to Mixer about, must have been six, seven months ago. Could be longer, could be less. I'm not really up on that scene, but regardless, here is how the excerpt reads. Ninja tweeted that the phrase, it's just a game, signals a weak mindset and was critical of players who are not angry after a loss. But many said the comments sent a bad message to his young audience and argued that you do not need to become angry to learn from a loss. Right. So this is kind of, I'm just reading the first couple key notes from the article because Rogue Rocket are excellent about putting sort of just the gist at the beginning so you get enough to, uh, you know, spark a conversation about. And obviously, with uh, Ninja putting this tweet out, being as he's widely hailed, and he's is probably one of the more influential gamers you will find in, well, in any bit of content creation or anything online, really. Influential as the days long, essentially, with his blue hair and his headband and his odd Pixar smile. But yeah, for him to tweet that, I think he's setting an odd precedent, and I quite agree with what it says that that sends a bad message. I remember back in the day when the Nintendo Wii launched, if anyone remembers that old thing where you had like the controller and you had the nunchuck and you would swing him and you would play boxing with Matt, who is now widely hailed as just, you know, the next opponent in line for KSI. So that's just excellent. But yeah, back when that machine launched, it was widely hailed and was done sci- like done experiments on him. They found that with uh, such machines as the Nintendo Wii, you found that gamers, just gamers in general, became less passive. It wasn't a case of just getting feverishly angry every time you lost something. It was more so you learned to accept because you put more effort into it that way, as opposed to mashing buttons and someone mashing buttons better than you. So while Ninja, obviously, he has his opinion on this, I have my own, and it is very much so. It is just a game. Like, if you want to take something as minor as an uh, a electronical bit of entertainment that serious, then you are kind of, you're, you're setting yourself up for a lot of regression. I would know. If you've checked out my Mrs. YouTube channel, you'll find a video there called uh, Mario Kart Deluxe Rage and Destruction, uh, on which I scream and I curse like a sailor. And it's, I'm, I sound like I'm speaking out both sides of my neck and I'm being a hypocrite by suggesting that, um, we should be less passive and less aggressive when we're taking losses. I'll, I'll still stand by my statement. And I'll also say that video is funny. Just flat out. It's great entertainment. And while I, I speak one thing, and probably in that video I express something else, I will still argue that it is, you're, at the end of the day, any game you're playing, you're doing it for fun. So that's our first story. That was on Ninja. Uh, we're sticking to another industry story here, and it's one that's um, interesting. The industry news on this one reads, Jake Paul criticized for tweets about anxiety. Right, and there's uh, a neat picture here with Jake Paul looking philosophical or stupid, depending on which side of the bar you are on that gentleman. And he has put out a tweet on this picture that says, Remember, anxiety is created by you. Sometimes you got to let life play out and remind yourself to be happy that the answers will come. Uh, chill your mind out, go for a walk, talk to a friend, is what Jake Paul has tweeted. 
And the excerpt from Rogue Rocket reads, YouTuber Jake Paul tweeted, Remember anxiety is created by you. Before advising his followers who might be struggling to remind themselves to be happy, relax their minds, and talk to a friend. Many found his comments insulting and dangerous, but others defended him for what they felt was a well-intentioned tweet with advice that some might find helpful. In a follow-up tweet, Paul opened up about his own anxiety issues and explained that he was trying to say there are always ways to help cope. But he eventually deleted that post along with his initial tweet. Right, so I think with Jake Paul, this is another obviously very influential figure. Whether you like or dislike him, whether you gave him, like, whether you just feverishly hate him, whether you're a Jake Pauler, whether you have cut him a second chance after the Shane Dawson documentary, really it's your opinion of the person, I guess, will come heavily into this, whether you take anything seriously out of his mouth or not. I've obviously, I've not intended to, but in broad strokes, I've followed the Pauls for a while now because they've been involved with such as KSI or Shane Dawson, both of which are YouTubers that I frequently check in on. But for Jake Paul, who's been so off the rocker and so strange in many ways, it's, does it explain his behavior that he potentially has anxiety and therefore he is odd in some circumstances? I didn't, while it might explain, I don't think it negates uh, the various things that he's done to make himself internet famous and to earn subscribers off of being stupid and therefore going viral. And there's, therefore, I think, while obviously it's well-intended what Jake Paul has put out here, I would say it's kind of off-brand for him to be tweeting about. And it's odd to say because obviously he, his, him as a persona is his brand. Therefore, his mind is sort of his business. So I... It's still, it's just an odd tweet for him to put out. I mean, if he if he had followed up on the Shane Dawson documentary by being more zen and being more calm and collected, I would have understood it. But like you saw a form changed for just a couple weeks and then Erica flew away and or whatever happened there. And he's essentially back to what he has been, except the fact that he's boxed now. And he took down Deji and took down Anderson Gibb, sadly. To claim he's A-side though, that's interesting. Quite interesting. Um, yeah. Personally, anxiety, I find it's an odd subject to talk about. I, I find very much that. And I've come sort of to grips with the fact that I I truly, well and truly, I have a social anxiety. I've come to find that out. And how do I know this? I know that in social circumstances, now for the past seven years, in just odd Odd social circumstances, for some reason or another, my heartbeat, no bullshit, kicks up to a 210. And stays there for like 5 to 10 minutes. It's never when I'm at home or doing anything like with people I, I trust and I'm near. But when it's out and about in public, every so often I get that. And it's not like I have uh, ill emotions or like I think a certain way about people and therefore it triggers it. It's just the scenario that kicks it off for some reason. I've I've come to recognize this. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know that there's a specific trigger, but I know that it always happens when I'm out and about in public somewhere, which it's, if, if you know me and you come across me and all of a sudden I start checking my heartbeat, like by holding my heart or something, 
you'll know just like, okay, that's that's something that's happened. Whether it's a social anxiety or panic attack, it's one of them, essentially. And it, it sucks to have, but know that I'm still doing well. It's There's no reason to call a 999 or a 911 or a 113 or whatever the emergency number is. I will be doing fine. Just give me some room to breathe and to relax on something. Anxiety, as opposed to going into something specific on just anxiety, I'd like to recommend to everybody to go on to uh, 320changesdirection.com, I believe the website is, and it deals with uh, breaking down stigma for mental health, learning the signs, and sort of understanding people when it comes to this. Because mental health, truly and like passionately here, I am an advocate for speaking up or speaking to someone when you're struggling with something. I am, I've found, I, I was one of them closed in people that wouldn't speak on things until it just, it would boil over for me. And I found that's just the most unhealthy thing to do. It is way more healthy for me to somehow express what I'm thinking, be it through writing the blog like I've done every so often where the thoughts are philosophical or an Instagram post that is just a, an essay with a picture to it. Or I had a Tumblr back in the day on which all I put there was just philosophical stuff or every so often a Zelda theory. But what's important to note is keeping things uh, relating to mental health to yourself, particularly your own, is dangerous. It's dangerous. Like, and I, I mentioned the uh, 320 Changes Direction, which is a charity that came after um, Chester Bennington, the front man of Lincoln Park, um, passed away to suicide. After that, like it, it just became even clearer in my mind that this is something that I want to broadly advocate because right there, quite frankly, I lost what was what I consider to be my John Lennon of my generation. Uh, to me personally, it was a person that sung to me from all like from across the globe. He had no clue who I was. I knew most things about him, and it was one of my most sincere fandoms I ever had. And you could just you could hear the pain in his voice as he was singing these words that were so touching and so close to him. And heck, like um, about a month after he passed in 2017, I had their band logo tattooed on my wrists just in remembrance. And I look down at it every day and I'm reminded of it and how my own commitment to wanting people to speak when, or like speak or express something or other when it comes to mental health, it's important to me. And it's why I also, I don't joke about suicide. I don't joke about mental health because I know it's an important thing that gets skirted around and it should be treated equally to physical health. Because if the six inch piece of real estate between your ears isn't functioning, nothing else will either. Therefore, it's important that we keep that up to check and that it's not something that's difficult to talk about or something that's difficult to seek support and or help about. I find this very important. I, I know I digressed quite heavily from this being a, a bit of news, but it triggered a, a lot of thoughts in my head as relates to talking about this stuff. And it's important to me to then get the message out about it, to me anyway. And it's also part of the ethos with King's Eyes Lifestyle is that we, in broad strokes, we want to be, uh, we want to be talking about these things and telling people where to get help and such. Therefore, me plugging 320 Changes Direction isn't a sponsored spot. It is simply we're raising awareness because it's important. Just like Edo Ninja did on his last podcast episode uh, where he plugged the World Wildlife Fund. It is issues that are socially important 
that we talk about and we discuss and we try and do something about, which is why we will keep doing that every so often with plugging things uh, regarding to be it mental health, testicular cancer, like mentioned earlier, be it the World Wildlife Fund, where a billion animals died uh, in the fires. Check out WWF.com for information on how to help there. So I will say to Rogue Rocket's credit here, while uh, the story is on Jake Paul and anxiety, I there there came a lot of uh, words and thoughts out while speaking on this, and thank you very much, because that's exactly what this website has to do. While it is an excellent website, it, it has to spark conversation, spark thought, and sparking things on such as anxiety is important. Just in the case of we don't want for suicides to be an option in people's minds. We don't want that to be a thing. We are talking about something as dark and difficult as suicide, mental health, and things with stigma that we need to break down. Right, so we're coming up on the good job, you, and you're a fucking moron segment. Ain't it great? I am uh, just going to look at what uh, what were my notes for this. What were my notes? Right. So I mentioned, I'm very much obviously in the motorsports sphere. I'm in the pro wrestling sphere. I'm in a Nintendo sphere. I'm in a bit of a, you know, my own sphere as relates to the website and trying to get that all up and running and looking smooth. Er, and I've, I've sort of come, just a digression here. When it comes to the uh, King's Eyes.life platform, I've come to think of it as it's probably one of the most flamboyant network presentations that there are. Like, if you think something like a Westwood One, or you think a Podcast One, or, you know, platforms of the sort, which are essentially networks that people are assigned to and such, it's such a corporate thing. Whereas what you want to do is express a brand for what it is. And... A white background with black text ain't gonna do that. It has to, sh- like, it has to show and express the brand in a good way, and in a unique way. And that is exactly what we're trying to do with King's Eyes Life. Just having that mentioned. So for the good job, you, uh, I would like the good job you to go to the uh, organizers of Rally Sweden this weekend. I mentioned them and I spoke in at length about them last week, where they were faced with the difficult circumstance of there was snow rally, but there was no snow. Uh, They still made the event go off without a hitch. Uh, It seems everyone still had a good time. The results coming out of it where Elvin Evans won and you had Matt Zellsberg winning in the support category, uh, along with you had, I'm I'm obviously sticking to tops of leaderboards here. You had Oitanek returning to the podium after the massive crash he had in Monte Carlo. Um, all of which, we wouldn't have seen any of that if it wasn't for the Rally Sweden organizers working their absolute ass off for this event to go on. Difficult, difficult set of cars. And I've seen it canceled on, or seen other rallies been canceled on much, like, easier circumstances where there is still snow, but there's not enough for it to go. Like, totally, totally uh, hat off. Hats off to the Rally Sweden organizers for the job they did. Let's hope that you're dealt a better set of cards next year and this won't be an issue. But for now, good job, you. Good on you for this going on. Then, we have the 
elite segment, just where I willingly, readily, and available, I cut a promo on someone for being a fucking moron. This week's moron is one that is named Val Venus. And I am just appalled. I've been scrolling through his Twitter now for a little second and looking at what he's been saying, not only about Nyla Rose, but at the fact that, oh, how dare Cody Rhodes say anything about me? Uh, he said it was disappointing because it fucking is, Val. Just like your goddamn graphics that you're putting on your Twitter. Are you doing anything good here? Oh, he's actually, he's done a post on Luthes and Buddy Rogers that I agree with, which says that this is wrestling, which I totally agree with. But this is just, uh, it's sparked off of, oh, he's done transphobic comments about Nyla Rose winning the world championship. It's, that's kind of what sparked it, but his behavior after with, uh, trying to make a point about how Cody Rhodes is so awful for being an executive vice president and for calling him out on a media call saying it's disappointing what he did. It totally is, Val. You should look a little bit at yourself before you do anything else and realizing you're in the year 2020. Things are supposed to be, be open-minded enough to accept that not every man loves a woman. Not every woman loves a man. Not all men would not like to necessarily stay man, nor do they have to. Nor do women have to. We have these options now. Whether you agree with that or not, you can accept the person for taking the leaps that they do to feel good about themselves. In which case, Nyla Rose is absolutely one of those that have taken steps to feel good about herself. And if that is such a wide problem for people to accept, then why in the hell are you watching and commenting? You're still paying attention to it. I mean, if you're, if you're, if your shtick is to be a bigot and to cause a stir and be just, you know, be a, like to, to, to just show what uh, being conservative and being scared of change is like, then by all means, go ahead. But don't take it out on a person that is doing their damnedest to feel good about themselves. Or someone like Nyla Rose, who is paid to do a job and is given a role to play. Which Val should know just every fucking thing about being as he's a... I, I, I no, sorry. I would comment on my, my opinions on Val Venus' wrestling, but I've never taken a bump in my life, so I'm in no... I've, I have no room to comment on whether he's a, a good or bad wrestler, but you don't necessarily mention him in the same conversation as you would uh, the, the Miz, or you'd do uh, Zack Ryder, or Dolph Ziggler, or you would do, uh, what's his name, Otis, or you would do John Moxley, or Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, or you would do any of these guys that have a taste of um, main event, or like fumble in the mid-card. You don't generally mention Val Venus in that. It's just sort of a... Okay, sure, now now people talk about Val Venus again, but that's nothing to do with Vince Russo's booking. That's with Val Venus himself being fucking stupid. And that is exactly why this week he has earned himself the You're a Fucking Moron Award on this here show. If you got a problem with that, Val, do me a favor then. Tweet me. Go right ahead and tweet me. I'll take all the attention you can give me, good, bad, or indifferent. Right ahead, boy, because I'm standing by this 
until the day I drop. Right, so we're coming up on the Nintendo and Zelda segment. Isn't it great? I want to say just uh, a little shout out to us uh, on this particular subject right away. And it is Melodies of Mystery, our brand new podcast show. Uh, we debuted a trailer, but I want to just give a brief uh, overview of what it's going to be. Like the, the trailer tells it all really, but I want to say like we're going to for the in broad strokes have a focus on Zelda and Fire Emblem to begin with. Uh, there's obviously a lot of lore and a lot of things that you can make a story out of uh, for a show like that. But it's a thing of we want to put production value and a lot of effort into this. We could have already recorded like three weeks worth of Melodies of Mystery stuff. But we want to give it a different approach. And we want to make it something that you sit down and you enjoy rather than something that's kind of like this is. I'm not saying you don't enjoy mornings, because obviously you do, or you wouldn't listen to this part of the show. But saying in, like, it, it would take an approach where it isn't necessarily someone speaking directly to the microphone to get a given opinion out. It's a narrative-based show. Much like you heard the trailer, it's kind of just a, a little tidbit what is going to be. And there, let me tell you, there's a lot, and a lot, and a lot of good that is going to come out of that show in terms of the theories that are being put in things we're delving into, the things we're researching, and what is being presented, it is going to be a fantastic experience. I won't call it flat out a podcast. It's an experience. And I'm looking very much forward to debuting that with uh, Glitter for whenever we have the first episode written. We've gotten... I'd argue we're about a... <laughs> uh, no, the magician doesn't reveal his tricks. Neither will I. We're getting well underway with the first couple episodes of the thing. And we will let you know soon enough how, when, and where you can find the show and where you can listen to the first episode. But that's uh, the uh, the part on Zelda this week. Unless something happened during the Nintendo Direct that's going to air... Uh, not going to air, that it has aired. I record the same day as this Direct is supposed to go out. So currently, I'm completely in the dark beyond I know that it's supposed to be an Animal Crossing-themed um, broadcast, or direct even. So I'm guessing you won't be finding much in the interest of Zelda and such as relates to that. Uh, if there is, then oh shit, I'm looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that, because I'm we're all itching for something more from Nintendo as relates to the new Breath of the Wild sequel. I, we are talking about it just about every day here in the house about how much we're looking forward to the game and like things that is going to reveal that was just weird in the last game or things that were sort of, you know, you wanted the sequel for the purpose of, okay, maybe it'll explain this thing and that thing. Maybe we'll see the villages and the, the castle town raise back up into prominence. We're actually being built right before your very eyes. It would be... There's so much fantastic they can do with that, that you are sitting here itching and grabbing for something more than just that minute or whatever that the, the teaser was when they announced it at the Direct last year. 
coming up on a couple of years. Jesus, it was like E3 last year, I think. But yeah, so that's something. If something comes out of that direct, I might have to re-record this segment. But if not, uh, that's a thing. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what comes out of that and to keep up with the various content as relates to the new Zelda. Even a little bit of interest in the Animal Crossing one, not gonna lie. Uh, got more intrigued by that by every time I smash Isabella's face in Smash. It's just, oh, it's just a satisfying feeling. Because most times now that I boot up Smash, it's usually just to get some rage out and kick someone's ass, quite honestly. And I do, and I do it well. Don't at me. I'm excellent with Link. I'll kick your ass in it. Yeah, so for the motorsport segment, we have the, um, we had the launch of various other new Formula One cars, um, or liveries even, this last week. And I think, was it Alfa Romeo who did, they had an excellent, excellent thing. Uh, happened to them, where they put a little thingy in their uh, teaser photo, which that was just a silhouette of the actual car. And, you know, as Twitter users and as, uh, you know, just people with Photoshop will do, tried to brighten the image to get an idea of what it would be. But what they found was a little text and an emoji that said, nice try. And I thought that was, that's such a cool touch. Something so small, like on a teaser anyway. Obviously, people will take it to bits if they can. But here, they were not given the opportunity to. And I thought that was just excellent by him. I think that was Alpha Romeo. Might have been Rocket Williams. If it wasn't, I'm pretty sure it was Alpha. And for that, kudos to you, whoever designed that photo and that idea. Kudos to you, sir. That was excellent. I liked it. That's been going on. I believe uh, also the Toro Rosso has been... Um, Toro Rosso, has been rebranded. I'm, yeah, that's what happened. It's now a white and blue car uh, with the lineup of, is, I don't remember the lineup. I'm not nearly as big on Formula One as some other people. I will say, I'm, I keep mentioning it because it's sort of what's apparent in the news on my timeline. That's this entire show, really. It's just what's been, <laughs> what's blatantly obvious to me this week. So, uh, there's that. Rally Sweden went off without a hitch. Luckily, I, I mentioned this on the Good Job You, but, Jesus, looking at the roads, you would be like, are they racing in Wales already? It's the second race of the season. What even is this? But for him to do that, um, and for the result to be what it is, where Elvin Evans, in his second event with the Toyota, after racing Ford his entire career, like, with no exception, racing Ford his entire career. His father, Gwyndolf, I believe his name is, owns one of the massive Ford dealers in Wales. So he has he's Ford born and bred in every circumstance, yet he's in his second event with the Toyota, and he's winning things. That is bonkers. Flat-out bonkers. And it's going to be interesting to see, like, okay, is it going to be competition between the two former M-Sporters of Oitanic and Elvin Evans this year. Ogier is there still, also, because the Toyota is a, is a fantastic car, and it's seemingly... I've, I still keep a button on, like, the, the Hyundai is faster and, and a more complete package than what the Toyota is, but that comes with, okay, is the right drivers behind the wheel? And looking at it now, where you have Oitanic and Thierry Neuville, who... I believe they both came on the podium, didn't they? 
Oitanic absolutely did. But, like, see, no, hang on. But yeah, the Toyota, the Toyota Yaris is really, has really come into its own and become a versatile car that it seems just about any driver can come into and be egregiously competitive with, which is very, very positive and looks very bright. Oh, hang on, hang on. I remember who came in third. It was Kalorovan Para, the little debuting kid. Jesus, that kid is going to be a world champion. And you know who's going to battle him to the line for that title every time once he is ready? That's going to be goddamn Oliver Solberg. Like, Kiddo was in the, uh, he was in WRC3 for this one. He wasn't in classed in anything for uh, Monte Carlo. But for this one, I, I spoke at length about him in this, uh, in last week's episode. But for a puncture to be all that stood between him and beating a world champion at Rallycross in Johan Christofferson to a podium position at his debut in Rally Sweden with a brand new car for him, it speaks just volumes as relates to Oliver as well. He is talent for the ages, and I don't think we've seen anything like him. Quite honestly, I don't think we've seen anything like Oliver Solberg and potentially Kala Rovenpera in the WRC. And th those two, look for the heated rivalry between them two for the world championship in just a couple years. With Oliver already having sort of factory support with both Volkswagen and with Skoda to go on a, like, a, a program between the two for the entire WRC season, essentially. Yeah, look forward to that rivalry. It's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait to have a Swedish-slash-Norwegian world champion at Rally again, truly. And one named Solberg. That's kind of the, the ethos on it. So, in the case of pro wrestling... I've already mentioned the thing on Val Venus. I'm not interested in talking any further about him, but I will say I, I've seen tidbits of the show from Atlanta because my AEW Plus subscription ran out and I'm a student, so I can't be fucked to pay for that every like for every episode just yet. The show, I dig the show, and I would have loved watching that episode too because I've done that for the last four weeks or whatever where I've woken up on the Thursday, uh, watched the episode, and then gone and recorded my podcast. But I've seen tidbits and the fucking nuts on Cody Rhodes. The guy did a backflip off of a massive steel cage in his hometown in front of all his folks, and he won the match with Wardlow. And I don't know that it was a stipulation he had to win this match. He just had to go into the, go into the cage with him to get the match with MJF. But now it's set in stone. There is no debate on it anymore. The match with MJF is going to happen. And having purchased the pay-per-view, it's February 29th. I am so looking forward to sitting up that Saturday night and watching this unfold and seeing this grudge match between the two just blow the roof off of that place in Chicago. Cannot wait. For that. And also, I saw interestingly that uh, AEW is going to start introducing action figures, which 
they look cool. Like I've, I'm not a collector in the slightest. I, I can't, honestly, I can't for the life of me remember really owning much of an action figure at any point in my life. They've been few and far between at the very least. They've always fascinated me, but I never really owned them. Um, well, you saw the, it was like a one and a half minute video on that. And they look interesting. They look very interesting. I don't know, like, is it Mattel that does WWE stuff? It's good. It's rivaling those, I'd argue. Probably rivals those. But yeah, so that's going to be the uh, bit on pro wrestling this week. It isn't much because it wasn't an uneventful week. There will be possibly, may very well be that for the pro wrestling segment on uh, one, like the, the week after Revolution that we will be uh, uh, doing a full review match by match and seeing what comes, what comes out of it and what people think about it. Uh, I'll see once that... Once that um, I'll see once that happens, but we'll figure that out later on. For now, it is about time to conclude the show. Um, I would like to encourage you to go ahead and check out Say Invader. He has another episode out on You Have Failed. This one was also one on Green Arrow. Uh, this time it was Green Arrow and the Canaries. Check out Storm Connect with Ed Ninja and Crunch. They are returning quite shortly after uh, a pretty decent hiatus. Uh, but they'll be back consistently on Wednesdays moving forward, and we are very much glad to have them back. So there's that. And also, check out the trailer for Melodies of Mystery. It's been mentioned a couple times throughout the show. It is truly something to look forward to if you're into lore or like into Zelda or Fire Emblem, if you're into any sort of deep story about video games. Anything that you can, anything tangible in the stories that the games produce. If you're into anything like that, or you've ever had a curiosity about it, Melodies of Mystery is absolutely the show. It's a paramount that you listen to it, in which case. Just off of... I, this, is, um, this is biased, obviously. I can't be unbiased. No one can. But the amount of effort that goes into writing an episode of this, and the amount of production that goes into it for making this as best an experience as we possibly can feasibly can make it you are going to absolutely love this show absolutely love it therefore i highly recommend you come and check that out once it drops uh we will get back to you with when that is but for now mornings has come to an end it's about to be evening it's still as dreary over here in the uk the sky is a bit grayer but it's cleared up which leads me to believe that the uh Skies are silent to listen to me record my podcast right here. Pretty much certain that that's the case. And so if the skies are listening to me, you freaking ought to listen to me too. So go right ahead and go on to iTunes and subscribe. I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast. I made it on to Deezer is there, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, tune in is going to be a thing quite soon. And if you did indeed like this episode, I would highly encourage you to leave uh, some sort of review. I'd recommend a five-star, obviously. Who doesn't want a five-star review? I clearly want them. But if you can leave me one of those and a comment, be it on here, the Discord, or in the comment section of this episode on the kingseyes.life website, it all comes highly appreciated. For now, 
Happy trails to you until we meet again. And have a excellent week, and I'll see you soon. Good.